This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I've worked in broadcasting pretty much my entire life. Mostly rock radio. And that, to a degree, has desensitized me to a lot of music, in a way. Like, for example, there are some classic Led Zeppelin songs that I I just no longer feel anything for. It's not that you get sick of those songs. That's not how I would describe it. I'm not sick of Brown Sugar by the Rolling Stones. But I just don't feel anything when I hear them. I mean, how many times have I spun those tunes? Countless. Thousands, maybe. There's still some of the greatest rock songs ever recorded. I know this, but I don't feel excited when I hear them. I don't feel dangerous. I don't feel like driving fast. I don't feel like going out and fucking a black chick for the first time. I mean, that's what those classic songs made you feel. I rarely get that feeling of excitement anymore. But I felt it this week. I felt like a teenager again when they announced that the Stone Roses would be releasing their first new song in 22 years. And if you don't know who the Stone Roses are, that's okay. They are, at least by North American standards, an obscure indie band from Manchester in the UK. They only released two albums and a handful of singles and rarities and bootlegs. I felt something that I hadn't felt in a long time. Not since I was 17, sitting next to the radio to hear Scar Tissue by the Red Hot Chili Peppers for the first time. That's a classic rock song now, but I heard it for the first time. I sat next to the radio. I was late for class because I sat there glued to it to hear that new track. I did that on Thursday. The entire country of England was on high alert. Here in Canada, well, nobody was really aware. But I'd been following rumors for weeks that the band was in studio. I got a text from a friend who's an even bigger Roses fan than I am. He flew to Manchester, England to see their first reunion concert in 2012. Anyways, the text read, 3 p.m., Virgin Radio UK, the song makes its debut. Like I was 17 again, I sat next to the speaker, this time on my computer now instead of the classic silver boombox with double high-speed dubbing cassettes for all those mixtapes I made in high school. I sat, I waited, I listened to the DJ on the air teasing the debut of the new song. He himself almost in disbelief that he was the guy that got to debut this new song. 22 years in the making. The band had only recently, since 2012, started speaking with each other. So many questions. Was the song any good? Would the Kool-Aid taste just as sweet? Could this be the British version of Chinese democracy? A long wait with zero payoff? It's all subjective, and if you read Twitter, you'll probably see some mixed reviews. But it was exciting. It was exciting to feel that again. New music, the feeling, connectivity. Knowing that people worldwide were listening to the same song turned up at the exact same moment as you were. Quick review on the new song. In case you joined me in celebrating the 22-year drought for the Stone Roses, the song is called All For One, and the highlight to me is the guitar solo. If you've never 
heard of John Squire, look him up. He's an unheralded talent on the guitar. It's like the whole song just builds up to his solo. And lyrically, I actually thought it was a bit weak. Uh, repeating all for one, one for all kind of seems like a bit of a shortcut. I, I mean, all for one, one for all. Wasn't that written in 1844 from the Three Musketeers? Anyone? I get the sentiment. I mean, they're a unit. There are some of all their parts. They wanted to reflect that in the song. And it being their first in 22 years, I could see why they picked it. It doesn't mean I won't be in New York City when they play Madison Square Garden this summer, chanting along, all for one, one for all. But in the back of my head, I'll be crediting Alexander Dumas. Thank you. Not one Ian Brown. Yeah, the Stone Roses, they're playing Madison Square Garden this summer. Not bad for a niche indie band that nobody's really familiar with on this side of the ocean. They're back, and I'm glad that they also have allowed me to taste that sense of excitement a few days ago. That excitement was the reason I got into broadcasting, into radio, into music in the first place. So it was nice to get a reminder, a checkup, if you will, on that sensation. Uh, this week, I also stopped by good friends of the podcast, 420 Kingston. Uh, they're hosting Lift Expo 2016, which uh, is an event for cannabis enthusiasts. And by that, I mean patients, consumers of pot, but also entrepreneurs, job seekers. There's no doubt that pot is a, is a growing business right now. I mean, maybe you caught the headline that there are more pot dispensaries in the city of Toronto now than there are pizza pizzas. No joke. That's a real statistic. So, of course, it's going to be a big industry powwow. Seed companies, hydroponic manufacturers, the list goes on. LiftExpo.ca for details, but the event is coming up May 28th and 29th, Metro Toronto Convention Center, the Lift Expo, LiftExpo.ca. Anyways, I stopped by 420 Kingston because they had my judging package for the Lift Expo. That's, I'm, that's right. I'm a cannabis judge. I have something like over 50 different strains that I have to judge in different categories, like visual appeal, scent, flavor, effect. <laughs> effect, let's be honest, effect is the most important part, isn't it? As you can imagine, I'm pretty popular these days. Everybody wants to come hang in the green room and help me judge. In fact, uh, in an upcoming podcast, Toronto band Euphoria, who are doing great things. They've got the drummer from Finger Eleven producing their new record. They stopped in uh, right in the middle of a, uh, well, of a, of a judging session. <laughs> and as you can imagine, I was unprepared for their arrival. It was by far the least professional moment I've had during the podcast since the inception, where the guest shows up and there's nothing but pot vapor billowing out the window. And of course, I don't have the mic set up, no questions prepared. I was, I was a wreck. But thankfully, uh, they thought it was cool. And a couple of guys helped me with the judging form. That was nice, which uh, was stand up. They didn't have to help with that. <laughs> Another exciting event in the life of yours truly. I've got my first movie role. What? Yes. Uh, there's a movie being filmed in Kingston, Ontario by filmmaker friends of mine, Brent Nurse and Steven Spencer. They've graciously asked me to play a TV news reporter in the movie, which is called Boneyard. It's an independent movie, and they're going to be fundraising for it. Uh, fundraising night is happening Wednesday, May 25th at the mansion that's coming up in less than two weeks. There are, there are a few people in a city the size of Kingston who have the cajones to put the amount of time, effort, their own money into into independent movies 
that I think no matter what, they should be applauded and supported to help support the Boneyard again, May 25th, the mansion, if you're in the Kingston area, help support them. Brent and Steven also going to be upcoming guests on the podcast. They've been on before during the making of their last film. Thought it'd be fun to have them back again. So uh, that's coming up next week. And the next guest episode of the podcast, that's available at midnight tonight for iTunes subscribers. And he's a music lover. And from what I can tell, very diverse. We talk a bit about Prince's diversity, uh, his thoughts on, on Prince, blending a lot of different styles together in his music. Yeah, A. a Wallace, he's a musician, started in Halifax, now lives in Toronto. He's got an electronic sound, but he strips things down just for us with an acoustic jam uh, out on the patio. It's a song called Shake It Out, which is, uh, like I say, it's an electric type tune, but he strips it down for us. And as he put it, we, we actually offered him the opportunity to bring his electric gear and kit and do the whole show. But he said he likes to mix things up and doing something unpredictable is actually as predictable as a guy standing there in a jean jacket with a guitar can be. For him, it was unpredictable to do something acoustic. He's a cool guy. Uh, Happy to get into his head. That's the next episode here on the Green Room Podcast. One of the big meta blogs, like Mental Floss or Nidorama or something, had posted an article which, you know, they probably aggregated from some other site. But it was just like postcards of cat memes, but they were actual ones that were printed at the dawn of the like 1900s wow and it was very similar and totally not fake like it wasn't as a real thing it was just some collector that had them but they're basically just like cat memes that you would see on the internet (laughs) so grumpy cat was around in the 1900s but it was a postcard yeah exactly (laughs) it was you know the the medium has gone from from postcards to animated gifs or gifs to people who say it wrong You're right. People don't see things on Facebook unless it's a photo or a video. You know, I can write uh, an amazing tweet or an amazing joke that I'm so proud of. It's it's 100 and whatever characters. It's the perfect length. Nobody finds it. Yeah, exactly. Nobody sees it. But you put up a picture of a can of... I know what that's like. You put a picture of a can of peaches up on Facebook and say, hey, I like peaches. You got a thousand likes and like 18 shares. And it's like, what? What is the secret to the internet? What is it? What what is it that makes people interested in things? Hey listeners, I'm Christy and I'm Melissa and this is Buried Motives, where we dig deep into the details of some of the most gruesome dirtbag murderers. She said she enjoyed hurting things that can't fight back. And that is a disturbing view into the mind of a murderer in such a dirtbag. Yeah, that's not even strong enough words. This is totally a recipe for disaster. And not to justify whatever is going to happen, but you can totally understand and see how this would be in the works. If you were only to look at what she did later on and not know any of that history, she would appear like off the wall crazy. Oh, 100%. Because we're not even close to getting to the end yet. But you can just see this pattern and all this kind of stuff developing in her, which is what we're here for. We're digging deep. Join us each Thursday as we unearth the dirt bags that live among us and the motives buried there. Hope you join us as we exhume the truth. Do 
did, Will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network.